Hello everyone, welcome back to Chat Shit, Get Fit The Diets. This is the show where we explore numerous diets out there in the world, giving our thoughts on them and coming in with that science-backed data as well. This week we discuss slim and shakes and meal replacements. We specifically talk about two different products being Slim Fast and Huel. Just want to make it clear before we get into it that we've not received anything from these companies and we're going in with essentially no financial bias. Uh, reasons we focus on these is that Slim Fast essentially dominates the Slim Shake market and Huel is something that I have used for quite a long time and Andy has used it sporadically as well. Quite a long one, but I implore you to stay around as towards the end we do have a fantastic discussion in regards to our meal replacements to future, should they be in schools and things along that train of thought. We basically bring in that buzzword socioeconomics. So let's get into today's episode. Hello boys, welcome back. Good evening, guys. Yeah. Ooh. Andy, oh, you're the start of the podcast. Tired, I'm Andy. hanging out. I'm not going to lie, guys. Oh, Jesus Christ. We're only 15 seconds, 15. isn't <laughs> Welcome back to another another diets episode, lads. Mm. Lads, not lad, lads, there is three of us. Why um, is your voice there? I don't know. <laughs> you can pop up. Maybe I should drink some more tea. I'm going to be really British and just keep keep sipping Yeah, tea. I like it. Yeah, just drink some tea. Um, sip the well, shit out We're starting to get American listeners now. We are getting American so this listeners. Is, yeah, you're right. This yeah. is quite quirky. Drinking tea. Yeah, they're probably thinking, oh, wow, you're so British, man. Oh, I'm not even going to try to do the accent because I'll just get offended. Do you know what actually shocked me? To find out that there are actually... I thought this was a meme at first, but it's true that there are actually tea-making facilities in tanks in the British Army. Yeah, yeah. They're actually yeah, on. I never knew that. Mate. They, they, they always do it, mate. Armoured regiments, they're, they're, they go to, isn't it? Just whip it out. No, no need for hexi blocks or your jet boil. No. Brew station. Straight onto your brew station, yeah. The future. Like, you know what is also the future, Tom? Tell me what the future is. Shakes. Meal, meal replacement shakes. Meal replacement shake. So this episode is a diets episode, but we're talking about two types of shakes. We're talking about diet slimming shakes, which are quite controversial. And we've also got meal replacement shakes, which are slightly less controversial. I just want to start by saying we are talking about, we are going to specifically talk about a few products today and we are not sponsored by any of them. So there's no, we're not going in with any biases. We're not getting paid to mention any products. Anything we do say is from our own personal opinion. No one's going to pay us for anything considering how many times we slag products off. I know. Yeah, so lads, where where did this all start then? So we'll take a little little trip back in uh, memory lane to when Tom was around the nineteen sixties. Oh, uh, so, I don't need a time there, machine for that. Uh, you don't, mate. Yeah, you. How yeah. old were you then? About thirty? Was it thirty for you? Oh, I was in my forties back then, mate. Your forties, were you? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. But no, we'll start with a product that came out around that time. This was kind of uh, recognised as one of the first sort of slim and shakes. It was called Metrical or Metrical. I'm assuming it's Metrical. Looked, Metrical, probably, yeah. Do you know why? I have a feeling it stands for calories. You're probably right, Tom. You're probably right. Uh, but these these were liquid calories, and it was compared to toxic waste, like the look of it. It looked very slimy and interesting. It was a big hit when it first came out, though. So with, with, when it originally came out, it was basically a liquid fortified with things like vitamins, minerals, protein, um, probably about, yeah, a decent amount, I would have thought, because it was supposed to kind of replace your meal. It had 225 calories per serving, which puts it more into that slimming, that slimming shake uh, category, because that's not a lot per serving, is it really? Nah, it's not um, really, is it? No. That is, technically speaking, if we compare it to nowadays, um, yeah, 225 calories, that is kind of like a two-scoop protein shake nowadays. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, well, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's kind of it reminds me of a slim and shake more than a meal replacement because meal replacements tend to have probably about double that. Yeah, at least. yeah. Um, but yeah, and it, it was a big hit when it first came out. Um, it didn't taste very good, but people, were, I think, were buying it for one for the gimmick that they can get a meal in liquid form and the fact that it was convenient. Yeah, that you could basically crack open this tin of liquid and have a meal, and I don't think you had like a lot of good good stuff. I mean, I say good stuff. I'm not sure how what what sort of chemicals were in there at that time because obviously regulations back then probably a bit more oh, yeah. lax. So actually, that's a good point to make because um, like I'm one of those people that says you know don't fear chemicals because we do get that a lot nowadays. Um, you know, oh don't eat or drink anything that you can't pronounce. You have people fearing over. Things like, oh, on this label here, it says Oxidane on the back of my Diet Coke. And it's like, well, Oxidane is just a chemical term for water. So you get people yeah. that do, you know, they do fear monger over chemical names. But yeah, we're going back to my times. We're going back to the 60s. So like, you know, we're surprised we had like lead back in this tidbit thing. Well, yeah, exactly. You don't know. And it was all in all in tins, wasn't it? And the, you don't, the, the fact that it's in like a tin sort of makes me think, oh, okay, here we go. What what was because you look at shakes now and it just comes in these little plastic bottles and they're quite transparent and stuff. And... Well no, you got that you got that uh, you got that other shake, haven't you? Oh actually no fair point. Yeah that you know that protein shake that comes in a little Yeah can? and it's fucking rats. What's it oh, called? Nutri something. N- nourishment. Yeah like nourishment. Yeah, nourishment. yeah, yeah. Fucking I used to have them back in the day mate thinking I've... I was like some protein. Do you know gone. what? I fucking love nourishment. Oh, yes, it just oh, mate. sums oh, you up, that does. It tastes no, like d- metal. Vanilla, <laughs> well, yeah, because you're drinking from a can. Exactly, that's why it's rats. So I don't know, know. Honestly. I, I, I do like a nourishment. It's not. It's like cold tea when it gets that scum over the top. It's fucking disgusting. Yeah. That's why I like um, it. It reminds me of me scum, my scummy tea. But I think that's probably one of the main reasons that taste is why this metrical probably faded out. It did eventually disappear, and now it doesn't even exist anymore, to my knowledge. I think it's completely gone now. And it did. Orig- I think it was one of those fad things when it first came out. I was like, oh, in a can. But then we did, obviously, now we fast forward and we have loads of options, don't we? So you look on that, you type in diet shake or slim and shake. You've got Tesco got their own ones, Sainsbury's got their own one, Asda's got their own ones. And then obviously, you've got the big name, which is one of the ones we're going to talk about mainly because it's the big one, it's Slim Fast. Slim Fast have kind of. Would you say they've taken over that sort of market of slimming shakes? I mean, they've got a good. Uh, they've got a good brand name. They've got a good range, didn't they? Yeah, and they do have a big. But that, it was interesting because I was when I was reading about them, they actually had a period where they essentially were flopping and they they nearly sort of disappeared, like went out of business. But they got bought out by some other company. They reevaluated like what what they want to offer, and then they seem to have been on the rise again now, from what I can see. Um, yeah, but the only thing I don't like about them, so for one. They're, they're basically telling you they're there to make you lose weight automatically. The name Slim Fast, you'd assume that's it. And then if you look at their actual page, they seem to play on people's insecurities quite a bit. Yeah. So if you go on the actual website, there's like when you t- when you click on, I think it's like why or testimonials or something, it says, it's like a caption straight away, it says wedding day smashers. And it's like straight away making you think, oh, you're having your wedding, you've got to be slim. You've got to look like this on your wedding day. And then there was like another one down there. Where it basically, there's like a list of insecurities that they they're going to fix. And I'm not I'm not sure. Are you a fan of that kind of marketing? I mean, I understand they're a business trying to make money, no, but it just seems a bit def- no, definitely not. Because what what they're doing is just just a way to, to to make money. They've got loads of products on here, and it's just like keto this, keto that, vitality this, vitality oh, that. Yeah, I was going to get onto that. Yeah. Fuck me, yeah, like, yeah. They are literally buzzword kick. They're literally all their website is is buzzwords. Yeah. The, the obvious thing is the the term in the in the title itself, slim fast, and that is inherently linked as being a weight loss product. Uh, the problem being here is that you know slim fast is not really a prescribed 
supplement. So what I mean by that is that you don't have to first join a slimming club and from there on they'll explain to you, look, behind this, you don't just take the shake to lose weight. You've got to enter a calorie deficit. You've got to do all these, um, you've got to take all these steps. You've got to track food. You've got to eat nutritious food in the long run, you know, fruits, vegetables, lean meats. It's just a simple case of this bottle is on the shelf. You can pick it up and it says slim fast. Therefore, if I just pick this up and drink it, is it going to somehow make me slim? And that's not the case, is it? We know better than that. Yeah, so Tom, you were saying there about you need all this other stuff. But if you actually look at what Slim Fast, what I'm going to talk about now is the powdered form. So this is the best value for money. They do like a, it's almost like a normal protein shake. You get in a big tub and it comes in powder. So this powder is on average, you're going to get 230 calories per serving, 15 grams of protein, 4 grams of fiber, and 23 essential vitamins and minerals. And it works out about 44p per serving. Which isn't horrendous, really. Uh, it's not terrible, and the nutrition there is not horrendous. But what we're going to do is we're going to break down the actual, the full nutrition of it, and the actual what the ingredients. The ingredients are important because it says all this stuff, but what what the actual ingredients are is important. So I'll quickly pull up some information here, which I've got. So as I said, yeah, you've got per serving two thirty calories. Fat is two point nine grams, zero point six being saturates, which is a pretty good ratio. Um, 38 grams of carbohydrates, 21 grams of that is sugars, um, but we'll come on to that why that's probably quite high in a second. Fiber, 4 grams, like I said, protein, 15 grams, salt, 0.49, which is horrendous. And then all the vitamins, I'm not going to go through the whole list of vitamins or minerals, but it's basically all the ones you expect to see, vitamin A, D, E, K, C, uh, all your irons and stuff like that, copper, magnesium, zinc, etc. And look at the percentages of your recommended daily allowance. We sort of start about 30% up to about, in some cases, 100% of your recommended daily allowance. It's not, not the dosage isn't too low on all them. But if we actually look at the ingredients now of what's in this uh, powder, which is the product we're talking about, uh, skimmed milk powder, maltodextrin, inulin, fat-reduced cocoa powder, soya bean oil, milk proteins, thickener, xanthan gum, vitamins and minerals. Obviously, that's how they fortify it in there. Uh, various flavorings, emulsifiers, powdered cellulose, sodium carboxymethyl cellulose, soya, uh, what's that, soya lecithin, or something like that. So the sweetener they use is, how do you pronounce that? Is it sucralose? Sucralose. Sucralose, that's it. That's the, that's the sweetener they use. I'm just happy to see you rattle off all these terms. What, what what's it say? If you can't pronounce it, you shouldn't eat it. You shouldn't, yeah, exactly, yeah, fair enough. Um, and then vitamins and minerals it just basically also goes on to say what ones are in there but it's literally just a replication of the nutrients thing but yes yeah, so the ingredients there anything standing out you there tom which is a bit alarming no not really not in regards to the ingredients itself i mean no. as i said people do a lot of fear mongering and monster oh there's chemicals in this etc um spoiler alert everything's a chemical including me including you including the air you're breathing the poison is in the dose at the end of the day and you know these these food products would not be passing FDA standards etc. If they was if they was highly toxic. Yeah, if they were hurting Plus. people in the long run. Yeah, people were dying, people were getting ill. Someone someone would be something would get brought up at some stage and be like, yeah. oh, of course. Ah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are people that have like uh, chronic kidney issues that have been hospitalised or even died due to high protein consumption. But it's important to point out that these people had underlying issues. Uh, I mean, do you guys remember not so long ago, there was that story in the paper and the headline was basically, um, just to kind of like guesstimate what it said, I kind of 100% it 
but it was something along the lines of, oh, you know, she was basically killed by protein shakes. But at the very bottom of the article, it mentioned, well, actually, you know, she had chronic kidney disease. It was something that um, they didn't find out until post-mortem when they actually did the autopsy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Well, that, that doesn't case, sell, does it? No, that it doesn't. doesn't sell. It doesn't. Well, the dosage of these, the dosage of this protein is only 15 grams per serving, so it's not ah. exactly super high, is it? Well, that's actually another important thing to point out, actually, is it is quite a low dosage of, of protein, especially when we compare it to but the calorie It's not a protein content. shake, though, is it? It's, ah. it's, it's aimed at more of a, a diet shake, isn't it? But this is so. This is where the conversation uh, gets quite important here, and that is in regards to meal, not just meal replacements, but particularly in regards to slimming shakes. The whole idea is that they need to be high in protein. The reason for that is one, they've got a high thermic effect, which means that they'll burn quite a fair extra calories just by digesting. I mean, it isn't like a massive, significant amount, but you know, it is still an amount. But also on top of that, a high protein dosage is quite filling. So if you're on slimming shakes, the whole point of them is they're supposed to tide you over for a good couple of hours until your next actual meal, whether that be another slimming shake, hopefully not, or a proper nutritious whole meal. meal, um, Fucking I've lost my words here. Just, just, Just a dinner, a normal dinner. You know, just a normal dinner, the high protein content is supposed to tide you over until then. So that's the whole point of a slimming shake. One, they're relatively low in calories. And two, for the low calories that they are, most of it is going to consist of protein. And it's basically to help you keep fuller for longer whilst consuming lesser calories. And 15 grams for that calorie yield of, was it 224? It's not a lot of protein, to be honest with you. And this is why, if people were going to use shakes to slim down, well, one, you have to be in a calorie deficit. No amount of shakes you're going to take is going to change that. But if you do want to replace a meal with a shake, which I have no issue with as long as you know what you're doing and uh, you know the possible negative side effects, um, such as eating disorders, because that is something that can happen, you, know, you need to kind of realise that what you're basically taking is a protein shake. So if you want to get a slimming shake, just go into my protein and get an actual slimming, uh, an actual protein shake. Mm. So if we actually look at what they're, so you're saying they're obviously hopefully not have another shake. So they've got a thing on their their website, Slim Fast, like to sell. It's called the three two one plan. So a three two one plan, sorry. Of course. And basically the idea of this is you pick three snacks a day, Slim Fast snacks or fruit and veg. You choose two Slim Fast meal replacements, uh, shakes or bars, and you have one balanced. Uh, 600 calorie meal for women and 800 calorie meal for men and have at least two liters of water and exercise could help you reach your goal so the way they lay it out is for breakfast you'd have a meal shake or bar so probably the shakes we're talking about here you'd have one of them as your breakfast so two Uh, of those and then an, an actual meal yeah, so I'll break it down now for you, mate. I'll literally take it straight up the whole day of what they recommend. So that for breakfast, you'd have a shake, which is like what we just said there, that 230-calorie meal, uh, that shake, whatever it was. Yep. Then you have a snack, which will be under 100 calories. You don't have a lunch, which will be a meal shake or bar. Uh, you'd have another snack after, which is an, under 100 calories again. Then your dinner, which is, it just specifies dinner, so I'm guessing that would be like a meal you can have of your choice, um, like an actual proper meal. Yeah. And then after that, later on, you'd have another snack under 100 calories. See, I don't see. I'm not a fan of all this because of the fact that I, I don't think long-term dieting is a good thing for a body. People that do this for really, really long, like some of these people talking about, have gone up to a year of of, of doing this. Yeah. And it's and it and it's crazy to think that you're you're 
keeping your body in a deficit for this long. Yeah, agreed. And and it's not our bodies aren't our bodies don't like doing that. You know, they need a certain amount of food to to eat and and, and not having replacements instead of actual food. It's it's fucking mind boggling to me. Yeah, I mean, really. especially these slim fast products because they are so. Especially the way that was making it sound, it wasn't a very high amount of calories anyway. Like the plans seem very basic. Obviously, I'm guessing you can get more in-depth, individualized plans anyway. But that three-two-one package, what that did is that's really like amazing marketing because they're kind of making you feel like the balls in your court. Like pick yeah, these yeah. products, do this, do that, and what they do is they play on people's like one naivety to their. Um, their willingness to be controlled by sort of a marketing company and if and they do it right people stay on this forever because they think that this is going to that this is the be all and end all and what they okay, do is it's quite easy isn't it they're basically giving it to you on a platter aren't they and that's where people fall foul i feel that people fall foul most of the time is the fact that because they're not educating themselves, they're just listening to what people tell them to do. Monkey you don't, monkey do. Yeah, you do. You don't fully digest information. You don't. You don't fully understand what's going on. So you you don't. It it doesn't. The product doesn't sell fully. So that's why we get these sort of yo-yo dieters that are on off, on off, on off because they don't know what they're doing. And and yeah, there's no I, doubt you will you will lose weight on these products because of the, they are quite low in calories. And if you have one shake, I think that's your meal. That's a very low calorie meal, so you will potentially lose weight. But as you're saying, Addy, you'll you'll lose your weight, you'll come off it, probably put it all back on again, and then go back on the shakes again. So it's just yeah. essentially yo-yo dieting, isn't it? Yeah, because then because what they're doing is they're saying take these take these real meal replacements, and then when when you decide that I'm in a good position now where I can I can come off the diet, well, what are you doing? You're not making your own meal replacements, are you? You're going to go back to food. Calories increase, weight comes on. So. I find that these the all these big companies have I should have more of a obligation to like more, like educate more instead of just here here's this product because what it does on the on the websites it's like here take this lose the weight. The problem done. with that is that they need that buy-in, don't they? They need to keep people hooked to keep coming back from the products because that's where the money is. So realistically, for them, there's no money in giving people sustainability yeah and for, the, the whole idea is to give them a fish rather than giving them the net oh, of course to have yeah. them coming back because if you teach people how to sustain their own habits and teach people what is actually they don't going need on, you anymore exactly they don't need you anymore or your product <laughs> and that's it, it's shit but that's pretty much how the marketing goes in regards to these products yeah. In regards to SlimFast as well, it's very much aimed at the female population, would you agree? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh, yeah. Just the way it's designed. And the, the, the amount of calories per serving literally links to a, a female's calorie intake because if a man was to do this, I feel like the amount you get in per serving, you'd probably have to double up because it's not a lot at all and you would lose weight at a probably unhealthy pace. Yeah, I look at all these studies. The studies that, like, so these meta-analyses I've been looking at, it's like 65% of the population are women, you know? 70% of this study is women. It's, yeah, I think what, what they do is is this sort of, I'm going to play on, uh, the especially with like the media that we're in now, it, it just plays on, you should look a certain way. Yeah, it's not going away anytime soon, is it? Yeah, it's not a case of, like, we've, we've kind of, we've moved, well, we're starting to move away from, you need to be stick thin to look good, yeah. to feel good, to be good. We know that women and men, they're all built in different ways. We've already, like, we've, all, we've already figured out that you can be a bigger person and still be, like, really healthy. 
Yeah. So, so people, if you're going to go onto this, you need to look at, right, actually, let's do a little bit of digging first before going on anything like this. It, it just baffles me that we're, we're allowed to... I think if you use these Slim and Shakes as like a one-off snack, like maybe one a day as like a mid-afternoon snack just to get some calories in, you know you're getting some good vitamins and minerals in, you know you're getting a little bit of protein in as well. It's not too bad as long as you're having like your other wholesome meals a day. Yeah, of but course, yeah. When you're, obviously these companies want you to have every single product, you want to have all their products all day. They want you to depend on them. Sucking at the teat. <laughs> From that slim, fast cow. Yeah, no offence, Bill. I don't mean to, you know, conjure up any like horrible images you for you. Fuck. Yeah. But it is, it is a milk-based product, isn't it? They, that's pretty where all the carbs seem to come from. Is from milk. It's all like skimmed milk powder. Yeah, but I mean, the, the, one important thing to kind of stress on this is that products like Slim Fast, it's not the product itself that inherently causes the weight loss. It is the calorie deficit. Yeah, of course. Of course but, you it know, is. to most normies, uh, once again, I don't mean that to be an offensive term, but to most. Uh, the average Joe is a half of them don't know what the fuck a calorie is. And to be honest with you, the way pseudoscience is going nowadays and misinformation, the other half probably don't even fucking believe calories exist. Because it's all to do with insulin now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's all about but, um, good thoughts. Yeah, positive vibes is what, uh, well, you know, causes that's what positive fuels vibes. Me. Positive vibes fuel me for the day. It's the main driver behind weight loss. I mean, technically, that might actually be true, but <laughs> in a way, but, um, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm accidentally right. But no, I mean, um, it, as I mentioned earlier, it's just a way to kind of, it's supposed to keep you full until your next meal, basically, whilst still being relatively low in calories. But as I said, the main idea of keeping full is through the protein content. And yeah, 15 grams isn't really enough. I mean, look, let's, Bill, how many grams of protein are you on a day at the moment? About 200. 200. I mean, me, I'm about... Well, I say I'm, I'm about, I'm supposed to. I've not been on top of my nutrition lately. Maybe I should get some slim fasting. But yeah, I mean, I'm coming on like 150 grams of protein a day. Yeah. You know, uh, Andy, what about yourself? Any so idea? I'm on between 150 and 200, all depending on... Activity levels? Yeah, because I'm a little bit naughty and I, I go for the uh, the my protein uh, pancakes. All that is naughty. Yeah, and if uh, two scoops is like nearly 80 grams of protein. <laughs> ah, but, but there you go. And I you like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you consider that. That's a big old whack of protein. Yeah. I mean, would you rely on 15 grams of Slim Fast, which, what, what, which comes in that? You'd have, to, you'd have to double up for a man. That would work for a woman, probably, but for a bloke, you know what? you'd probably want to double up. I don't, I, don't even, I don't even think that would be good enough for a, a, a relatively active female. I think this, no, is, this has got not. to be... When they recommend thirty minutes, so. yeah, this is a market, is it? Uh, we're active people. This is this is market of people who are like not very active and want to yeah. lose weight. Do you on know what, shakes. Bill? You mentioned something earlier, which is quite important as well, and that is in regards to um, like the recommended daily intake for things like protein, etc. So when they kind of go off of the RDI, the recommended daily intake for protein, let's use women as an example here. They're just kind of going off of like a, a, ge- a generic number, but. Our recommended daily intake of macronutrients goes up and down depending on what the actual goal is. So technically, if your objective is fat loss, then actually you want to have a lot higher protein than what is actually the recommended daily amount. Yeah, of course, yeah. But when I talk about those recommended daily, I was focusing more on the vitamins and minerals, and I think that's oh, right, yeah. more generalised. No, no, that's, that's fair not- enough. 
yeah. No, for yeah, that, you're right about the, the other stuff, yeah. Yeah, for that, that's fine. But in regards to, I mean, since the whole idea of a slim faster goal is weight loss or fat loss, you want to keep protein high. And yeah, 15 grams, you know, some women are going to be hitting 130, 150, possibly plus, depending on activity levels, grams of protein a day. And 15 grams is not going to touch it. Especially, here's the thing as well, is like, if you're dropping weight and you do this, and you do the right thing straight away, and that is you figure out what your calorie deficit is supposed to be. You know, you have a very limited amount of calories. Therefore, you have a, li- a certain amount of macronutrients you will try and squeeze into that limited amount of calories. So if you've got, let's just put out an arbitrary number out of my arse here, um, 1,600 1, calories, 1,600 calories, and you will try and fit 130 or 150 grams of protein into that, you know, and every 15 gram protein slim fast shake, which is 225 calories, that's a bit of a tall order to try and fit that amount of protein into those calories. Yeah, it's going to be difficult. And we, we've seen it first hand, Tom, haven't we? So if, oh, yeah. So if we go back to our the old days of uh, you and us working at a tour shop, we had a colleague, and I think we spoke about this in a previous episode, but we'll talk about it again because it's, it's even more relevant. So it's just funny. This yeah, this person <laughs> was essentially they wanted to lose weight. Okay, obviously, so they went, they went, they came in and they were on these the, exactly the same product, SlimFast, and they were having three of these shakes a day. I think this is what were they on day one or two? Is it day two when they wrapped in? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! Even if it was that, mate. I think it was like lunchtime by day <laughs> yeah. one. They basically realised that this is a very bad because you imagine that three of these shakes, yeah. So we're saying let's say even on our, let's say we just ran it two fifty calories per shake, yeah. It's not; it's a little bit less, but even that is a ridiculously low amount of calories. And bearing in mind this yeah. job we were doing wasn't wasn't very sedated; it was quite active. Yeah, you're on your feet. There was no chairs. This weren't yeah, Tesco. Exactly. Walking we were standing up. It, yeah, you're walking around a lot. You're fucking, you know, running up and down stairs. And they were having, you know, seven hundred and what, seven hundred fifty calories a day on these shakes with fifteen grams of protein per thing. I mean, that that seems like a very, I don't know who, I don't know how they thought this was a good idea and who told them this. This, this seems like they maybe something they read on, a, I don't know, a, f- a forum somewhere, some Reddit forum or. Well, to be honest with you, I think just literally just going off of the title of the product. Yeah. Do you reckon all it was was they thought, okay, I'm supposed to have three square meals a day. Society tells me I should have three square meals a day. I replace my meals with. You no, know, I would, I would, I would, I would think that there's quite um quite a high high number of people in the UK that don't actually know like their sort of their recommended daily allowance. You know what I mean? Of like calories to take in. So so if you don't know that, and then you turn around and and just just do a product, you. You know what I mean? They're stripping it back for you. You haven't got a clue, you know? You could be one of these big eaters, but because you're active all day, what, you, do you know what I mean? Where you graze all day and you're eating like 3,000 calories a day and then suddenly you're doing 750. Of course you're going to cream in, aren't you? You know? It's a massive shock to the body. Like, what, what, what's, the, what's, the, what's the recommended daily allowance for a, a female? Just off the uh, top. 2,000 calories? Yeah. And so 2,500 for men. This person was supposed to be on 2,000. They were doing quite an active job. So let's say normally for a sustainable one pound a week of fat loss, it's about 500 calorie deficit, isn't it? Yeah. Look, without meaning to cause any offence here, but you know, this is relevant to topic, but she was also, she was quite a big girl, you know, she was quite a big girl, which also means she's expending a lot more calories, probably yeah, a lot course, more than yeah. what the recommended intake was. So even if she was eating 2,000 calories a day, she probably would have been losing weight because of the job she was doing and the fact that she had already been in a deficit. She, she would have been, she would have been, her, the normal was 2,000. She probably would have been 2,500 of her daily uh, 
a total daily energy expenditure because of the job she's doing. But then she's gone from probably should have having about 2,500 down to 750. That is probably why by lunchtime, day one, I need to go home. I feel like I'm going to pass out. You know what I mean? It's Do you know just... what? It did save us the job from asking her, look, do you think this is going to be sustainable? People just want an easy, quick fix. Now, and to be honest, like you, you like, f- so what I do and what I help people out with, I say, so I, I say, create a four week diary, okay, and every day write down everything that you put in here, good or bad, what you drink, what, it doesn't matter, like, you're not critiquing yourself and like feeling bad about what you have. You just want to know what you're having, yeah? And then, and then them days where it's like, I actually felt really good today. Lunch, I felt energized, this, that, and the other. Do you know, just making small notes during the day of how you feel, making a conscious effort to know how your body's feeling. I'm not asking you to turn around and go, yeah, I was running at like 87%. This is how great I felt. Just a generalization, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I just felt tired this morning. I couldn't get this go. Over a four-week block, you can kind of see... How many cal? Yeah, you can see a trend of how many calories you kind of need, whether it is the recommended daily amount or 500 more. Or actually, I, I run really well on, say, 1800. That's my optimum goal. I don't feel too fat. I don't feel too bloated. This, that, and the other. You can find a number that fits you a lot better with a four week period. But guess what? People don't want to put in the legwork. People just want to be told, eat this, yeah. do that. You'll get thin. Take the slim fast and the magic most will make it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's and it is and do you know what? Looking at it, I'm not saying that nutrition is easy because it's not. It's very in my eyes, nutrition is very scary because there's so many different cogs turning and lots of people. So if you are going to do something drastic with your nutrition, I I would go personally tell you to go speak to someone who is uh, qualified in that field and not just qualified but good has has a good base of people that recommend them and stuff like that. But you can generally see sort of trends in, in your eating pattern over a four-week block. A good, good pattern of actually, I felt really good then, three. What did I eat? You know what I mean? Oh, I, had a, I had a good solid meal in the evening. I didn't snack that much. You know, all these things that we can look at. So... And even if the goal is weight loss, you know, you can still do that with a diary just for the four week period. Once again, looking at trends of not just, okay, so over the past four weeks, what have I been eating? What have my portions been like? And also like, um, you know, what have my energy levels kind of been like as well? What about my activity? What have I kind of been doing on a daily basis? And from there, from that four week diary, you can kind of make adjustments from there. You know, and this is what it takes, isn't it, to have good sustainable weight loss? It's not these quick, slim, fast yeah. shakes. I mean, the top, the, the name of slim fast literally it is basically slim intensity. fast, slim fast. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, it. Fucking... Whereas you actually you need to put the work in. Like these diaries, obviously, they take a bit of work, take a bit of dedication, but they will work. I am always dubious whenever someone combines the term fat loss or weight loss or slimming in this case and the word fast together. Yeah, it doesn't work. But straight away, that is setting you up for unsustainability and disaster yeah. and also essentially yo-yo dieting yeah and also certain expectations that might not be met straight away and more more than likely is there is there is sort of an impact that will have that you could potentially put yourself in a worse state by yes. this dram- dramatic kick 
of I'm having nothing to then turn around in four days time when your body's screaming at you to feed it. A hundred percent. That you don't look at, I'm going to feed myself healthy food. You're looking, I'm going to smash that bag of Haribo's. And you're yeah. setting this new trend of I'm just eating crap food fast. I need to get it in, need to get it in. And you can t- potentially put on more weight because you've been struggling so much. I mean, physiologically speaking, things do happen that make you want to go down that route. But also, if we're talking psychologically, yeah, I mean, straight away, eating disorders come to mind. Yeah. You know, it's... But as I said, like, as soon as I see the word fast mixing with a weight loss and fat loss, uh, you know, 28-day challenges, etc., Straight away, alarm bells start ringing. And we, we did kind of touch on this, didn't we, with a previous podcast yeah, did, yeah. with very low-calorie diets. Yeah. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you go back to that uh, episode, you'll see there is a legitimate medical reason why medical people might be reason. prescribed, the keyword being prescribed, yeah. very low-calorie diets. But in the sense of just general, well, like, I fancy losing a bit of weight, fancy losing, uh, burning some body fat. It's a, do you know what? It comes down to that thing, doesn't it, where people say, oh, eat less, move more. Yeah, that is what happens, but how we actually get to that point is actually a really complicated process, and particularly how we maintain that point onwards as well. We'll, we'll move on then to the next one, which I think is a little bit more positive, and we've, we're going to talk about one product in particular because it's one I, I do use quite a bit, and so I've got quite a bit of uh, experience with it. But we'll talk about more about meal replacement. So the difference we have between the Slim and Shakes are inherently designed for you to lose weight, and they're marketed into losing weight. Meal replacements, on the other hand, are marketed to be essentially a quick and easy hassle-free uh, hassle-free meal replacements. So they're basically designed to be a shake which can replace a meal uh, and basically offer you all the same benefits. So what well, I'm going to go through a little list now of things that I, I believe that are benefits of potential benefits. If you want any comebacks, lads, just come at me. So yeah, the first one I think is it actually makes it quite easy to track your macro and micros uh intake of the day as it's all basically labeled and if you eat them it's, it's there isn't it it's, it's in front of yeah, you there one. Exactly. it's all written down the side of the fucking box yeah isn't it? yeah this is what yeah, you're exactly. going to have every time you have yeah. this shake done so, so if you want to track if you want to if you're on targets for your um your numbers it's very easy to do isn't it yeah the next one is no, obviously i said at the start no admin so it's quick and easy so if you if you're living a fast and hectic lifestyle and you know you haven't got time to prepare meals but you still want to have a, a healthy complete uh, balanced diet then that, that they can offer that as well i think meal it's convenient <laughs> yeah of course convenience trumps all as if you said before tom convenience does trump all sometimes for some families yeah of course um, it does and they do normally offer you everything you need so the one we're, we're going to be talking about one problem in particular but they basically offer everything you need in a well-balanced diet, so we're talking vitamins, minerals, you know, all your proteins, fats, uh, omega threes, all that, basically all the, the complete package in a shake is what they're trying to offer. So you can't really go wrong with it, um, and they can be quite cheap. I mean, you'd automatically think, how are they getting all this in one big package? How how can they do this? It must be it must cost a fortune. But we'll move on to the next product now, which is one I've used before. As I said at the start of the episode, we're not sponsored at all. This is you know completely just from my own personal experience. I know Andy, you've had it a few times before. Uh, yes, Tom, I don't yeah. think you've had it before. And I've, that, got, that an, is, I've got an opinion on it. It's a product called Huel. Uh, so basically, the shakes they have, it's a powdered shake, and they come in at about £1.47 per meal. So if you compare that to a meal in a, in a supermarket, like a sandwich, it's, it's quite cheap, isn't it, for a meal replacement? If you were to yeah, argue, definitely. if you were to go out and buy a meal yeah. deal. And I'd argue it's definitely more nutritious than a Tesco meal deal. I'll read some info now of what the actual product contains. So so we'll break down. This is just uh, their, their original vanilla flavour. So... Each serving, this is just with water. I normally have mine with um, 
soy milk, so it has a bit more calories, a bit more protein in my. That's just my he's goal. Vegan. All right. Uh, yeah. See, you're worse. You're worse than the actual vegans, aren't <laughs> just, just in case, now I knew Bill's a vegan. Fucking it. You know what I mean? Are you, I, a, ve- I don't are you a vegan, it. Bill? Right. Moving on. Got, you can't go ve- any. You can't go anywhere. I've got a train primal t-shirt on, Andy. Yeah, <laughs> and that does not does not promote veganism. We we like all f- people in uh, train primal, vegans and non-vegans. You're all equal. I should hope so. I heard you actually recommend going out and hunting the animal yourselves with your bare hands. Bill, right, would you strangle no. a cow if you had to? No, well, if I had to, it's a different story, isn't it? But I don't have to, so moving on, moving on. <laughs> well, the thing is, in the moving UK, on. we don't really have any hunting weapons. We've done a vegan episode, Tom. We don't I don't do think again. we can legally use weapons, so if we do want to hunt, we have to use our bare hands. Saying that, though, in the UK, we're pretty good at moaning. So is there a way you could moan a cow to death? Um... You probably could, depending on who you've got. I mean, just con- consistently honour it, you know. T- tell him about his weight. Tell him that he doesn't move very much. It depends what his interests on are, isn't it? Do you like a suicidal cow? Just depress a cow? Do cows get depressed? Because swans can get well, depressed, yeah. can't they? Of course, of course cows can get depressed. Yeah, yeah, swans can... If a swan's partner dies, that swan will get depressed and just die of loneliness. Oh, well, of course no it will. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Can we just stand by while I Google... Can cows get depressed? Yes, they can. It's actually auto field. Cows are. Cows can experience depression and anxiety. Suggest new research. Well, now I just feel fucking awful. Yeah, I would. Yeah, if you... I was you, you're fucking horrible. That is awful. Don't strangle a cow. Right, move it, moving on. From, I, I literally, I said the word soy milk, and we just rattled off. Do cows get depressed? Brilliant, love it. So, as I was, as I was saying, I just want to quickly before, say, there's a good title on Wired.com: The Emotional Lives of Dairy Cows. Carry on, Bill. <laughs> right. So the DailyMail.co.uk: Cows sake. have best friends and get stressed when they're separated. I told you, Andy, it's not just swans; it's cows as well. Oh. You, you finished, Tom. I'm My done. head's fallen right off. Right. So. Be like a strangle of cows. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right, Bill. You can edit all of this out. None of it. Happens. No, I'll leave it. I'll leave it in because it's, it just just shows Tom's you know inability to hold attention. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, but no, on a, yeah, obviously, yeah, we've we've you now we've now established that cows can get depressed, as do most animals. So. Moving on. So as Huel. I was saying, we're at Huel, mate. We're on Huel. We're at, yeah, we're, bring it back, Huel, Bill. Bring, bring it oh, back, I've completely mate. lost it. I've lost the plot, right? So, guys, I'll read you out the information of the Huel shakes. We, we, we won't directly compare it to Slim Fast because obviously it's a different product. It's aimed at different things. But so, as I said, each serving with just water. When the serving start, the serving is two. Is it 100 grams? I think 100 grams of powder is a serving. How many scoops is it? 50 grams, isn't it? 50? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. No, each scoop. scoop's 50 grams. Yeah. How many scoops, two scoops do you tend to do? Two? No, I'm Yeah, two sure. 50 gram scoops a serving. Yeah. It's definitely it, two, yeah. Cause no, because it's like one scoop is 200 calories, isn't it? Two scoops is yeah. four, isn't it? Yeah, but a serving is supposed to be 400 calories. So, um, But that serving, we'll break down the actual um, the macros of that, that 400 calories. So 13 grams of that is fat. 2.3 is saturated, 2.4 is monosaturated, 7.7 is polyunsaturated. That's that's a good fat fat breakdown. Um, carbohydrates is 38 grams and it's only 0.9 grams of sugar. And that's because the carbs, it's, a, it's an oats-based shake, so that all them carbs are basically from oats, just like normal rolled oats. Um, fiber, 7 grams. 
protein, which is the important one as we discussed, 29 grams. So there's quite a lot of protein in there. Uh, and salt is 0.71. If we then go further and we look at the uh, ingredients of it, it is, as I said before, it's basically just oat-based and then it's fortified with vitamins and minerals. And there's not much to it. It's actually quite natural. They, they pride themselves on being... Uh, you know, completely, as I said, natural, sustainable. As, as I said before, it's vegan as well. As there's no milk products in there. Um, all the protein as well. I don't think there's any soy in there either. So there's no soy. So if you're like, if you're not, you know, if you're not fond of soy or you've got intolerances to soy, it's not soy based at all. The protein comes from things like brown rice protein, pea protein. Um, it's actually it one. It, it's a one up as well from Slim Fast. We said this one has 26 essential vitamins and minerals, whereas Slim Fast only had 23. Um, it comes with some. Pro and prebiotics. Have you guys heard of those before? Yeah, it's Pre-bi- yeah. Gut yeah, gut, yeah, gut, yeah gut health and stuff. I mean, not everyone needs it. So some companies say, "Oh, it's really good to have it," but not everyone needs this that sort of stuff. But if you do have like gut issues, it can it you know it can help. And these these do come with it as well, which is pretty pretty cool. Um, and yeah, the taste of it as well. We can get on to that, Andy. You can give your opinion. I'll give mine. I think with water, it's a bit it's a bit poor. But if you have it with if you have it with milk, so if you know if, if you have it with either dairy milk or if you have it with oat milk, soy milk, whatever, it actually tastes quite nice. It's quite it could be quite creamy um, as long as you blend it. So if you shake it in a shaker, it could be quite um, bitty. But if you blend it, it's like it's really smooth, really nice. Um, Tom, hearing those numbers, what would you say? What would be your thoughts on that? I mean, uh, I'm looking at Hill and I'm getting different, so several different products with Hill. Oh yeah, we're talking about the shakes mainly. Yeah, there are different products. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at a powder here. It's giving me something different. It's going off of per cup, so the service per cup. So with this, theirs is actually 500 calories per shake. Uh, with that, the fat would be yes, yeah, uh, 16 grams total flat. Uh, total flat. Total fat would be 16 grams. Uh, fiber is nine grams, which is actually quite good. Uh, protein 37 grams, which is also yeah, it's not too bad. So I mean, look in regards to the numbers, and this kind of goes off even the serving size you told me as well. First of all, we have to differentiate here that Hill is not inherently a slimming product. It's, no, they don't market it it's it a, all that way. Yeah, it's a Your meal replacement. replacement shake. So don't get me wrong, you do get a big whack of protein in there. You don't get enough as what you would with a dedicated protein shake. But obviously, we've just said there's a big difference here. It's not really a protein shake. It's a meal replacement. Um, so the important factor here being that you get a lot of micronutrients as you would with a regular meal, but also you get a massive whack of fiber, which is pretty good. And also, so with a protein shake, obviously the the concentration is on protein, trying to fit as much protein as possible. But with fuel, you're also getting things like carbs and fats, so energy sources. Because as mentioned, this isn't inherently a slimming product, it is a meal replacement. So yeah, I mean, if you're... Let me look, let's talk about convenience here. If you're a fucking... Someone that's on a scaffold site, or you've got like a, a job where you, you need to keep your energy levels up, so you need those carbohydrates, you need some fats as well, if that's your preferred source of energy, then yeah, I mean, it's not a bad little ratio for macronutrients... I have it every single day for breakfast. For one, because I normally train first thing in the morning. So I normally have quite a small window for when I get my finish my training session. I've got a shower, change, get ready, shave and all that stuff, get ready for work. And it's so convenient because I literally go in. I've got different flavors. So I normally have like two different flavors when I order it so I can alternate so I don't get bored of it. I get I put 400 ml of soy milk into my blender bottle, put 
the 100 grams of powder in, blend it, and then I literally drink it straight away. And it's, it's, that's, it's that's how easy it is. Yeah. And it's really convenient, as you said. And I know I'm getting a good amount of protein, a good amount, some good calories in. Good, obviously, I'm eating like a couple of hours later because that's the way I eat. But it's enough to keep me going to my next meal. Well, that's it, isn't it? And it's probably not. It's it's probably not massively like densely filling either. It's like when I yeah, had get, it, we're yeah. getting to that ball shakes. Yeah, it's 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 an important topic. We'll come that's, on to that. It, yeah, it is important. Ah, to talk about that. if we're gonna go on to that, then I'll I'll wait out. No, I've, do you know what? I'll fucking jump the gun again, and I I'll shut. Just I'll just let's shut do the it, fuck Andy, up. Let's do it. No, 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 no. no let's do it. I'll Bill, do it. Bill's let's, had enough of us talking shit on this podcast. Listen, Andy, <laughs> power in numbers. We can jump him, you know. We can um, nah, Bill's can than both jump of the us. gun. Nah, and do, do you know what? There's, there's no Andy. He's vegan now. There's nothing he can do about it. We could, there's nothing together, I can do about it. <laughs> together, we could strangle a cow in front of him, and he wouldn't be able to do anything he wanted. We could do it, Andy. We could make eye contact as we do it. I can't. I can't look at him. I feel like he's his vegan friends are going to beat us up. Well, you, will you look at the cow then? <laughs> you could. You could watch it. You could watch the light, lights fade out. God, can I just say something? I actually really like animals. I'm feeling horrendous it, just saying this. It definitely this doesn't feel like it. But but moving up, like we'll move on to that next point then. Basically, so yeah, we talk. Huel offers, you know, great. They do a range of stuff. They do like bars. They do ready ready to go shakes, which are obviously more expensive. If you haven't got to do anything with them, just open a bottle. Uh, they've also got this new thing. It's called hot and savory. It's basically. It's essentially a posh pot noodle, but like actually a healthy one, not like actually a pot noodle. I but did you just see that on the website. Is it, mate? Honestly, it's fucking, it's banging. I've I've had them and they're really tasty. They're they're not, they're they are, they offer really good um what, nutritional what's it value called? as well. Hot and hot and nasty. Hot and savoury. <laughs> Why I say hot and nasty? So with Huel, then, um, what like what I found does look good is the fact that it's. How do, I, how do I say it? Do you know what? They don't shove it down your throat and that's a massive plus in no. my eyes. Do you know what yeah, I mean? It is like it is, ain't it? If you... it? It's like they're really humble when it comes to like what they do. They're just like, yeah, we can offer this. It's pretty simple. If you come across an advertisement, then happy days. But yeah, it's not shoved down your throat. That's yeah. true. I didn't notice It's that, not inherently yeah. saying it's going to do anything for you. It's yeah. literally saying, we can replace your meals in a nice, healthy, convenient way. And that's yeah. it. They stop there. They're like, yeah, if you, if you want this, we offer it for you. It's great. Yeah, Even the very, packaging, it's, really it's like... This is Min- your Min- take minimalistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it, yeah, it's like we can help you, but we're not trying to. We we don't need to help you. You uh, know, they're just they're just not trying to be honest with you. It's literally just a white they're doing bag well, aren't they? They're very successful. It, that's, I think that's why they're probably quite successful. Is it because they're, they're playing the, hard to get? Playing hard to get. Huel, you've won us over. Now, um, I used to do it. I did a I did a cycle of um, Huel when you recommended it. Um, making it sound like steroids Andy a, <laughs> a cycle, cycle of fuel, of fuel. <laughs> <laughs> just want to, just want to disclaimer fuel is not some sort of fucking anabolic yeah, steroid yeah, it's yeah. just a fucking well, exactly. so, uh, can, can we confirm Ronnie Coleman wasn't on fuel yeah <laughs> I can't confirm more than I am like baby um, now what I found though is like with most things like my protein it, it's, it's, it's really cheap so people can jump on board with it and Huel, if you look at it individually, it is really cheap for what it is. It's a full meal. What, 177 or something like that? That's 147 per 147. meal. 147. But because you've got to buy a kilo to two kilos at a time, it, it yeah, adds up. 50 you know? quid for two bags. Yeah, 50 quid for two bags. And it lasts you loads. I think it lasted me like nearly two months. So we... But it was the fact that I had to pay that out straight away that it was like, oh my god, this yeah, yeah, is proper. But do you know, like in in respect, you'd be quite happy to spend. This is the problem. So you're, you're you're essentially highlighting there 
what I promise the site is. People, they, they, they'll buy something and they'll think of it as the, the cheap option. They don't look at the bigger picture. For example, you know when you look into a shop and it tells you like the price per kilo or the price per litre? People don't look at that. They look at the, oh, this this is on sale. It's £1.50. But then if you look, if you buy it in a bigger, bigger size, it's matters. actually cheaper. Yeah, if you actually look at it, buying it bigger, it's actually cheaper than the sale price. But people look at the, the initial, as you're saying, they think, oh, I've only got to pay £2 this time. But if you just think logically and go, right, if I spend £50 now, it's only going to cost me £1.47 per meal. Or I can go to Tesco and spend £3 on a meal deal, which is cheaper initially, but in the long run, it's going to cost me fucking loads. At the end of the day, it is a bulk buy. So yeah, yeah, you, get a bigger, yeah right. you get a bigger price tag, but when you break it down to per serving, it's quite cheap. you got to look at the fact that the, the social economic side of stuff on this is the fact that some people don't have the ability to spend... Fifty pound in a that one amount up. in one go, and and yes, yeah, because some people obviously only get paid weekly, don't they? If they get paid weekly and only get a certain amount, they might only have thirty pound to spend on food for that week. So if they've only got that, they can't they can't really like save it for the fifty pound for fuel. They've then got I, to ironically, buy enough for that it'd, week. It'd be more cost effective for them, of course. It but would, yeah. it's only if they've got that amount of lump sum to pay off in one go, and if they know about it, because education, as we know, is key. And if people don't know that they can get these products that are, you know, wholesome, nutritious for the family, whatever, or their work life, then they're going to just go to Tesco and get the meal deal, which is like the normal for people who go to work. So I, when I got back to the UK, I actually was taking Huel and I was doing two shakes a day while eating normal. Really? Yeah, cool. two shakes a day yeah. while eating normal. And I was wondering why I was putting on mass. I was like, shit. I went out for a run and I was so slow. I was like, this needs yeah. to come off. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I, I, I can't put... I can't. You know why? It's because you were you were, you were taking it as if it was like a supplement to your normal diet when it's not it actually yeah. replaces your original calories yeah. it's not something to take on top because 400 calories is quite i mean when i take it i'm getting about 500 ish calories with the milk i put in so it's it's a, it's a meal it's a one, meal one, isn't it so. one of the searches i've done is coming in under 500 calories and that is basically a meal yeah, of course <laughs> it is. and if you look at the actual macro and micronutrients it's actually a healthy meal it's a balanced meal what you should um, have done andy was swapped out one of those hills for a slim fast yeah you would well, have been salted. I'd have been, I'd have been perfect. It's like, like I didn't. They would have counteracted each other. Yeah, it, there would, it would have been nothing. Have you guys seen? So there's, there's been like, uh, especially when it first came out, there was people doing the fuel challenge where they'd essentially replace. Because you can actually, they're, they're one of them, they don't, food. they don't actually push it. Yeah, they don't, they don't mention, they don't like push on the website. It's not like yes, you must have fuel all day to be optimal. It's basically saying that in theory you could have fuel every meal and you'd be fine. And there's people who have done it as like. Um, it's like a test to see how they got on, and some of the some of the results are interesting. Like some people say they're right of it, but I think when we move on to that next bit now about um, satiety levels, is do we think shakes can offer that same filling effect as eating whole food, like whole solid food? Because I or I straight away without even looking at any data, I my understanding is that that chewing effect of a solid food yes. does something to your to those sort of hunger hormones which makes you feel fuller yeah. than if you were just drinking a shake. You know, Regardless of how much fiber, protein, fats, whatever's in that shake, the mechanical action of the chewing will make I mean, you feel more Are full. we going into that now or would that be jumping? Yeah, we, that's down? what I'm saying. We're going to it. Yeah, yeah. going to it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Andy, if you hold Bill back and I'll uh, strangle him from here. <laughs> <Excuse me>? <laughs> <laughs> right let's do this <laughs> this has gone uh drastically south 
<laughs> but now I just got to jump in the gun, mate. But now we've got your permission, so we can do this. Um, so yeah, Stop what you're trying to make me sound like a fucking dictator every uh, fucking week now. It's like Bill's a dictator. Bill's yeah. a dictator. Yes, I'm the sorry. Buster. Yes, the buster. Right away, buster. <laughs> yeah, just don't send me to the gulag. <laughs> yeah, just don't send me to the gulag. Anyway, <laughs> carry on. Andy, take over. Um, I, I, mean, admit, actually... I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> we're about to talk about teeth. So yeah, digestion. St- <laughs> Fuck, I'm about to say this in such a weird way. Digestion starts at the teeth. <laughs> no, um, does it? Like, not in that way. I've just put it. It's just because the first thing I thought of when because we're talking about mechanical digestion here. So right, let me fucking slap myself out of this silliness because all I've got in my head now is teeth. But yeah, what you just said about uh, feeling full. Uh, I can never pronounce the word. So, so, so try say it. Please say it. I think it's a satiety. Or... Yeah, that one. Yeah. With that, the chewing process is actually really important. And obviously, we're not going to be able to chew liquid food. I mean, you could try, but you could look really silly doing it. And it's probably going to be getting messy as well. But I mean, um, yeah, a big part of the digestive system does kind of start at the chewing part. Uh, funny enough, and I'm going to fucking regret saying this because now I'm going to have to go and dig the studies up at, you know, three in the morning. There are studies to show that people tend to feel fuller longer and get fuller uh, at a quicker rate if they tend to chew their food more. And you're going to get that with solid food at the end of the day. You are going to get that with solid food more than... When you chew more as well, you don't actually... Like, the longer it takes you to chew an item of food, the the longer it takes to go down, the more full, full... Same with, like, putting your knives and forks out instead of gorging food. Yes, yeah. Mindful eating, that's what it's called, mindful eating. Um, even things like turning the TV off where you're actually mindful what's going on. So, you know, turning the podcast off, turning TV off. Well, don't nah, do that. But... No, nah, listen to the podcast while you're eating, it'll be fine. Um, just pause us, eat dinner. <clears throat> yeah, just pause. No, listen to us, listen to us. But yeah, I mean, a big part of it does start at the, the mechanical digestive system, which is the mouth, the chewing phase. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think you... I mean, that's just one part of it as well. Another part is volume, so food volume. Uh, what I mean by that is the amount of actual food going into your stomach. Um, so liquid tends to be quite... Well, it's, it's dense in calories, but it's not very high in physical volume, is it? But if you look at something like... I mean, this is why we tend to... A roast dinner? Yeah, a roast dinner. Like, f- f- yeah, Fruits and vegetables as well, really low in calories, oh, yeah. not very dense in calories. You get that ample amount of yeah. carrots and broccoli. But is that psychological as well? Oh, of course it is, because yeah. you automatically do it, don't you? When a big meal comes out, like a, um, oh, sorry, like a Sunday roast bill. Sorry to keep bringing it up, but do you know when it's got you've got them that that slab of meat, and then you've got the the, the potatoes over it, and then you've got like all the broccoli and everything like that poured yeah. over. Yes. It, visually, it's a lot as well. You're like, whoa. Well, look at people's reactions and you bring out a roast dinner. They're like, oh, here we go. Look at this. Oh, look at the size yeah. of this. They're like, everyone gets like, they, they're preparing themselves for like a massive meal. Whereas if you bring out a shawl shake. Here you go, mate. Theory, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? That's it. It's like, it's pathetic, isn't it? It might, it might have better nutrient quali- no, yeah. nutritional quality than this roast dinner, but I mean, yeah. it, probably, it probably won't, but it, it could do. It may do. No, it may do. It may do. It depends on how big the roast dinner is, isn't it? Roast yeah. dinner has everything, mate. As uh, that's, you that's know, what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm just saying. I said roast dinner could be better than the heel shake, but I'm saying for this argument, if you were to bring out a heel shake and a roast dinner and you were to eat them, I guarantee the person who ate the roast would feel really full. You'd be fucking fredders as well if you had to eat, uh, do, do the fuel and not the not the roast. What what if he'll bring out a roast dinner flavour? Oh, rats! Or a Christmas oh. dinner flavour? 
Hello. There you go, same for Christmas. So, so that's on Christmas morning. They just released a chilli flavour. Yeah, See, there you go. Yeah, look at this it. is for the hot and savoury though, not the actual shake. In in respect to like sitting down, if, you, if you're if you on your own and you're a single person or like, you, you know what I mean, even with a partner and stuff like that, it's great for a family. So I look at myself with two children. What I don't want to do is have an effect where I'm sat at the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But let's let's look at this on a serious note now. So I sit down and all I have is a shake. What am I what am I implying to my children near here? Don't eat don't don't eat real food, have this. It's don't definitely not marketed at families. It's definitely marketed marketed at busy office workers and people like that. Yeah, de- no, de- yeah, definitely, definitely. But what I'm saying is, is, is to have a look at this. To be, to see, like, you come down for a dinner and you're sat there and everyone's having the dinner and you're just sat there with a shake. Look, look, look. I'm done. See you later. It's definitely not. Yeah. It's not something like that. For breakfast, for lunch, yeah, maybe like or at work or something like that. Busy nights, yes. Active lifestyle. So if you're going out for a ride for six hours, definitely where it's at. So there, I do believe there is a time and place for it. Really, definitely not, not at the dinner that. table with your family. Um, we was going about convenience earlier on, but another factor to consider, and this kind of goes in line with you know people's jobs, etc. Especially people that are quite active. But so we were just talk about physical food, kind of like filling out the stomach more. Sometimes that could be a negative thing if we've got an active job. So the last thing you want to do is feel absolutely stuffed, and then yeah. you've got to go and do something quite active. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I actually have meal replacements uh, when I'm on... I don't really like breakfast. Um, I don't like feeling... I don't like that fullness feeling in the mornings. And that's usually because mornings when I'm most active, especially if I'm at, on shift at the gym. So when I'm at the gym, I'm on the gym floor, and at a moment's notice, I can have someone come and ask me how to use a machine or how to perform a movement, or some cunt can knock the fire alarm, and I have to sprint 100 miles around the building trying to turn it off. So if I'm... F- with a full breakfast in my belly, it can be quite horrendous. So I'll actually... You don't want to feel lethargic, do you? Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, at the same time, I do kind of have some form of calories in me for that energy. Uh, I mean, funny enough, I mean, I, I don't have a strict meal. I do replace my meal, but I actually have a protein shake. So it isn't like a huel. It's not really like a carbohydrate. There's some carbohydrates in there um, from sugars, but uh, I actually just have like a protein shake. Um, I just go to the vending machine... Uh, especially, I need to stop because it's fucking costing me an arm and a leg. You Expensive, know. Though, aren't they? Oh, Jesus mm. Christ, £3.50. Um, Ooh, get a joke. I know. Jesus. I get 50 grams of protein, though. It's a big old might whack. Might as well buy a fucking heel, well mate. It's still cheaper. Well, this is the thing. Oh, you get 60, um, 60 they, grams for that they, price. Are they the you, um, you fit ones? Not you fit, um, but they are the cheaper version and would save my bank a lot more. But they do basically have the same amount of protein. Yeah, I mean, funny enough, I'm actually considering doing something like Huel in the mornings. Uh, my protein used to do a breakfast, like a breakfast smoothie, which was basically yeah, a meal replacement. If you look at morning. if you look at my protein's fucking meal replacements, it is obviously cheaper. But it, if you look at what it's not, it doesn't seem as like I don't, I don't know how to describe. It. I don't want to seem like a fucking negative towards it, but it doesn't offer what Huel's offering. For no. the amount, what, the quality, yeah. the quality of the ingredients, and yeah. What I was going to say was that um, they I used to have like a breakfast smoothie from my protein years ago, but then they stopped doing this very specific one for whatever reason. Maybe it was the one that they found the rat in that time. I don't know if you guys ever saw that headline uh, where they found a rat in a packet. Um, funny enough, they didn't add that to the calories, but you do get a big <laughs> whack of protein. Um, but yeah, I mean, for some reason, they stopped doing that particular brand. But yeah, I mean, the thing is, I would actually consider, you know, getting something like Huel for the morning. 
So like I can have that cat those calories. So convenient, yeah. Still get a big whack of not just fibre but protein as well. And you know, vitamins are a boost as well. I have to say that it, you also get that nice feeling of knowing you've actually got some mi- good micronutrients yes, in that at as the well. start of your day. You've got a big amount. If you actually look at the percentages, it's actually quite high. Yeah. So you know automatically you're getting in all the ma- all the minerals and vitamins you need, technically according to guidance, that you're actually getting a good dose of them in to start your day, which is. I good. mean, not everyone wants to. Andy put it right with that term lethargic. No one wants to have that lethargic full feeling, and then going having to work on the gym floor or going to a scaffold site or X Y Z any other kind of that why those kind of jobs but even then it person to person you could get like a, a sedentary office worker who just simply doesn't like having a massive meal in the morning yeah of course um moving to this next point because we, we talk about a lot of every diets is weight loss which is the big one i'm surprised we mentioned it yet but i found a systematic review a meta-analysis on the effectiveness of meal replacements for weight loss so they basically start that meal replacements aren't really recommended in clinical guidelines for weight loss for people with obesity, probably because of what we've touched about. Is it sustainable? X, Y, Z. However, this this um, study kind of came to that programs incorporating meal replacements, that's really important. They're not saying replace everything with meal replacements, they're incorporate, led to greater weight loss at one year than comparator weight loss programs and should be considered as a valid option for management of overweight and obesity in community and healthcare settings. And now I think the reason for that is because what we touched on earlier, all the information is on the packaging, it's very much monkey see, monkey do. If you know you've got to hit this target of calories, it's very easy to hit those numbers if you say, right, this servant is 400. I've got to hit 1,600 today. So I've then got to have four of these shakes and I've hit my target. And you know, it's, it's, it's very hard to go wrong, isn't it? Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah. Maybe that's why yeah, it's yeah. very easy oh, yeah. to, to maintain. If you're, if you're only incorporating it, it means that you're not having all shakes. You could potentially be doing what I do. You could have it for breakfast and then you have a normal meal throughout the rest of the day. Um, I mean, one thing about meal replacements. So now I'm talking about meal replacements. I'm also talking about them in the context of meal replacements could also help you lose weight as well. Uh, so what I mean by that is let's just say that you're, you've, ca- you're ca- you've calculated your calorie deficit, what calories you should be eating on a, on a consistent basis to put you into that deficit. But on top of that, you want to be able to get some convenient food into that is low in calories but relatively high in protein and anything else that kind of helps out such as micronutrients or something to add to the flavour or a bit of energy. The thing about those kind of meal replacements slash slimming shakes that you're going to be making as long as you're in the calories that you need for you and you're getting that high whack of protein, you can kind of customise it however you want, you know, in regards to taste, etc. I mean, one of the most simplest ways to do it is just start off with like a bare basic protein shake and then kind of add bits onto that. I mean, you could add things like a little dash of peanut butter on into it. Some people blend it with, with, with oats, you know if you're having it as an actual meal replacement. But bear in mind that every time you add something in, you're going to be adding calories into it as well. So as I said, you kind of need to know what your deficit is and know what it is you're actually putting into this shake. But yeah, it can be convenient. And in regards to weight loss, if it helps you feel fuller for longer. But then again, you could do that with a standard meal. Yeah, of course you can. John, there's not no one-size-fit-all as well. You know, something that works well for someone could work terrible for you. Um... And, and it's just having that, having patience, okay? That's a, that's a big one. People want instant results, instantly. I'm going to start tomorrow. I want this to work and I want it to be great. A lot of this is trial and error and people haven't got that sort of patience to trial and have errors. 
So just give yourself time, you know, a big buffer zone. Uh, sorry, mate, I just want to say one thing I have seen in the past, I have seen doctors um, actually prescribe to their clients. And when I say prescribe, it's like they've just, they've not actually given it to them, but they've said, look, just during this period of weight loss, I want you to replace a single meal with an actual protein shake. They've not said a slim fast. They've, they might have given their personal recommendation at the time, but they have said to them, look, just replace one meal, um, one meal a day or one meal every couple of days with just a protein shake and try and aim for this amount of protein. And what it basically does is, as I mentioned previously in the podcast, is the protein will help you feel fuller for longer and it will also help burn more calories for the thermogenesis effect. But also, chances are, by consuming those liquid calories, you're also just simply consuming less calories overall than what you would with a standard meal. But if you were going to do that, Jesus Christ, please speak to your nutritionist, your dietitian, your doctor. I just want to make a point on that that meta-analysis and systematic review I read. They made they excluded any um, diets which were less than 800 calories a day. So basically, they didn't include any very low calorie diets which involved shakes. So that, that was good. That was good. That was good. They actually said that because it'd be all them good saying that. Oh yeah, meal replacements can they actually get, they led to greater weight loss yeah. than other diets. We're but not talking all about very low calorie diets. Here. No, of course not. We're talking about just replace, just you know, adding a few different uh, meal replacements into your into yeah. your diet. So you're not really being overly restrictive. You're just every now and again replacing a single meal. So we'll move on. Actually, before we move on to this last bit, which is our favourite buzzword, I, I found like a little um, extract of uh, someone who actually did that fuel challenge. I was talking about, you know, they basically replaced all their meals with um Oh, yeah, go on. Fuel. So someone basically put, they've been, this is four months living on fuel so far. So Jesus, what a life. Uh, this person basically has been consuming fuel. Yeah, I'll bulk it down. Uh on a daily basis, I consume at least 2,400 calories of fuel. So they said they have five ready-to-drink bottles. So those ready-to-drink bottles are the ones I said that is all pre-mixed. They're, they're, they're quite expensive, but that's once again just convenient. It's even more convenient. But but he's now striving for 3,200 calories, which is eight bottles. Um, Jesus. So he's always, they've always had issues maintaining weight, uh, much less gaining, which is everyone sees that problem. They always struggle to fucking... Hang on a minute. Eight bottles? Yeah, so they also eight did bottles, bottles of fuel a day. Yeah, do you remember I said earlier they've got bottles as well? Right, hang on a minute. Bear me one second. Let me find out how much fibre is in a bottle. Because if it's as much as the powdered version, this guy's going to be shitting through the eye of a needle. Uh, I was going to say, because uh, one of these sort of four, sco- four scoop fuel, this is a 600 calorie one, each one of those servings has 11 grams of fibre. So if you used to have eight of those and you're having like over 80 grams of fibre. Yeah, he's not having eight of those because these shakes are only yeah. 400 calories. Oh, because I was going to so. say, Jesus Christ, that is a yeah. lot of fibre. But so Shit yeah, speaking of, they, they, I've missed all the bulk out in between. Um, basically, it, it, they conclude with it. it took a while for their digestive system to adjust fully. Yet they now have no problem and quite and quite enjoy the predictability of knowing how my stomach will respond to what I'm eating. The farts were bad for for a while. Yet that's thankfully thankfully faded for the most part. It's still a hefty amount of fibre. So they've even concluded that they, they have a they do have a lot of fibre, but they 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 adjusted as we said before. Your body can adapt, and they got used to it. And I think that's especially with with fuel because it's um there's quite a lot of fibre in there. Your digestive system is going to take a bit of time to adjust to that level of fibre. 
So the body, the, like whatever you put in, the body will use to survive. Let's put it that way. It's not going to be the best fuel in the world or anything like that. Like you, we, we can live on donuts. It's fine. You know, the body will extract what it needs. It might not be the best quality food, but it works, you know. And that, yeah, I, would, that I wouldn't recommend good. that, guys. Just no, I, I, 100% I wouldn't recommend <laughs> anything like that. Um, so I had, I sort of had an ethos when, uh, when I was growing up, um, especially when I joined the army, I was like, well, if I can train on any, like any fuel, I know it's fucking ridiculous and I don't say this to anyone to do it. You know, I never looked at what I ate because I just, I just was like, fuck it. I'll just put whatever in. I mean, if I, if I felt good and I'd had a whole box of eclairs, I was like, well, whatever, I'll train like that because I was, I was bringing this attitude of, well, if I'm out in the field and I've got nothing, I've still got to be able to fucking do this job, do that job. And then a friend of mine was like, was like, you're a fucking nutcase. Don't do that. That's bad. You know what I mean? Like, fuel your body right. Um, I don't even know where I was going with this. But <laughs> we'll go back. We're going back to your last comment. The fact that don't don't make it don't make it an issue. You know, it's fuel is a fucking is a good quality thing to do. I think that's what I was saying. I've come to, I've lost yeah. massive train of thought to be honest. I think I think what you said as well there, to be honest, mate, is that like when I was saying about your body takes time to adjust, is that if you were to take a meal placement at first, you may be a bit of a shock and think, Why the fuck do I feel weird? Why am I like shitting through the eye of a needle? Why yeah. am I farting like a man? That's because you 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 might be a lot of people actually are low on fibre in their diets and they don't even yeah. know it. And that's we've spoken about this before where people need more fibre and because they're suddenly going from a pathetic amount of fiber a day and they're now having a huge amount because fuel offers a lot of a lot of fiber which is good for you it's great that they give you a good amount of fiber but your body's not used to it so you're automatically like whoa what's going on there but it will you'll you're adapt you adapt to it and then your body will use it and you'll yeah, be fine. definitely like i said i i used to run on shit and i thought i was doing okay you know and then my <laughs> body changed and i was like yeah okay yeah. cool so yeah your body it works in a mysterious uh, like wonderful and mysterious ways but definitely don't go out and just smash bags of bags of Haribo and think that that's acceptable to eat because it's definitely not. I tried it. Uh, it was shit. So just eat nice. Eat well. You know? <laughs> yeah. So to summarise this episode, just eat nice. No, we've got one more point to talk about. Um, we, we, we've spoke about this before and that's socioeconomic. So I, I made a little point in the notes that I sent out is I put the future as a question. So could we see this as, especially when we're looking at convenience so you know tom you spoke about before where people don't have the means to prepare certain foods and they don't you know they don't have the, the education could a product like this offer the solution to that where we're, if you look at the numbers of how many people are getting are coming onto the, the earth every single year we're going to get to a point where we cannot feed everyone um to a decent healthy level with with the with the rate we're growing whereas a product like Huel, you know it's convenient it's relatively cheap and it requires you know minimal you know knowledge of how to prepare food you, you essentially just need to be able to uh, you need a running tap with water and the ability to shake a bottle i mean i can't really blanket everyone and say oh it'd be absolutely great for everyone because it's a no, no, of course not. person by person basis and as dystopian as it sounds because it does sound a bit you know yeah most apocalyptic doesn't it yeah, that we're, yeah. you know yeah. trying to get people to all eat out of food from you know bags but you know if for some people it was a way for them to get convenient calories in uh, protein, fats, carbohydrates, and micronutrients. Um, then, yeah, I don't see why not. Especially if they do have like a hectic lifestyle as well. Because when we talk about socioeconomics, it isn't just in regards to nutrition, um, but also in regards to people who simply don't have time. So when I talk about nutrition, I meant in regards to like, um, what's the term I'm looking for here? But where basically 
it's more to have a, a socioeconomic issue in regards to time some, sometimes, not necessarily in regards to they don't have the money to not eat healthily or that they don't have the skills, but sometimes they just don't have the time. So yeah, every now and again, being able to just get a shake on the go, I mean, I don't see a problem with it. Yeah, but as we said, other factors like like culture. For, like we spoke about the med diet, didn't we, with uh, with Jay, Mr. Cogfit, not long ago. And we spoke about how the med diet is very ingrained in that social aspect of they all get together with big meals, they spend a couple of hours eating and you know drinking together, chatting. If they all were to suddenly have to then go on a, a meal replacement shake, could you imagine all of these Mediterranean families sitting at a table with with a uh, with a shake? It would last five minutes and they'd then go. It'd be just it ruined their culture. So I, I can't see it working for everybody. Sopranos would have been very different. Do you know? Do you know? Um, do you know where I see this might be really, really good uh, in schools for for for, for the, like if you look at the stu- students, like let's look at the the UK poverty line or something like that. Is it like twenty three percent at the moment uh, under the yeah, poverty line? Right. It's something like eighteen point four million, fucking like whatever. Um, so I don't know how that relates to the UK, but potentially you you could facilitate that coming into schools and kids that aren't getting, because you know there's a, this big, huge uh, drive at the moment that kids should be getting the the free school meals. Oh, and- the drive by Marcus Rushford when he, when he, yeah, he was basically saying that we need to be supplying, especially during half terms and stuff, and obviously yeah. COVID's been a big issue, make sure that all the kids are getting fed, that they can't, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah so really, how, yeah. so how, how, why hasn't it been thought about that this could potentially be put into a system where, like, no, it's not a, it's not a meal, but it's something a child could take away and have later on. And they know they're getting that extra food. So they get their free school meal, which is an amazing thing that we should do, that we should be supplying. Hmm. But and also, it's a balanced, healthy meal, which is also yeah, tackling that obesity you know crisis. I mean? To an, to an extent, it's obviously, it's, yeah, yeah. It, can, it, can, yeah, it, it can help, can't it? Yeah, definitely. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and like... Once again, it will come down to that education of societal norms. They'll be used to having like a weird meal. Like they'll be used to having chicken chips and peas or beans or something. You're now saying, you've got to have this shake. It's automatic. Some parents will automatically be like, what's in that shake? What the fuck are you giving my, to my child? You know, it could be... It- what I'd be worried about is if we're doing it from a young age, we might possibly be setting them up for eating disorders. Uh, what I mean okay. by that is from that age, what we want to be doing is actually encouraging the eating of actual whole foods fruits and yeah, vegetables but i know that due to socioeconomic reasons they might not have access to this food and that is that that is a valid point and i do get that but it's, i'm not saying oh, i'm not saying it should be one you know that yeah i'm not saying it should be in replace of yeah but i think this has got potential that could be do you know what we know that there's this child and he only eats at school what does he do when we go is that well he doesn't get yeah. anything we know that he doesn't get and anything at home, home. yeah, yeah. He gets I, I, love, I, love, food. I love that. I love this point because at home he could be having pot noodles or he could be having that. slices of bread covered in beans, and that's all he has all day. Whereas with the school providing these meal replacement meals, where they know they're getting all their, they're getting twenty six essential vitamins and minerals, they're getting a good amount of protein, fiber, fats, carbs. They know then that their their duty of care is they've given that that child a good amount of the base baseline of macro and micronutrients, and then they know if the, when they given enough home, to fit, do you know what I mean? Given an, yeah. enough for that child to not go hungry another night, you know. Yeah, because when you tell the government to say, right, they've got to provide free school meals, they're obviously going to look at the cheapest fucking way of doing it because that's just the way governments run. So they're going to give that child probably a bit of breaded chicken, some fucking oven cooked chips and some baked beans. And let's be honest, that's okay. But 
in regards to if they're getting even worse, like if they, what's the word, if they're getting less nutritional dense food at home as well, and that's all they're getting at schools because that's all the school's going to give them through the government scheme, whatever, then potentially they're going to have some nutritional deficiencies. They're not going to be very healthy and it's not really teaching them a very good way of way of living but then if you give them these products maybe it could help them health wise but as Todd was saying you're kind of telling them that to have healthy diet they need to have shakes which is maybe not good long term it's but it's not it's not a thing that we're gonna you're gonna force but you're gonna turn around to a sound and say you get hungry later on or do you know what I mean just fuel in a bottle we all we all buy I buy fuel in a bottle every now and again when I'm like I'm a little bit hungry, a little bit like hanging out. I'll buy one, you know, because I know it's goodness in a bottle. But potentially that could be offered there. Yeah, kids, do you know what I mean? I'm not saying fuel itself. I'm not saying it should be something like that. But why isn't there something in this system that gives children... Vending machines. But perhaps vending machines. Fuck off all the shit they put in vending machines. But things like, you know, that we keep saying fuel because that's a product we've been talking about. But obviously you've got things like bars and shakes. You can just bang in the vending machine. And then that way you know that when kids are hungry, they don't have to go and get something that's not you know nutritionally dense. They can get something that's, um, and get some good whole food, you know. Well, it's an idea, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite it's quite complicated, isn't it? I know it is Tom's, really dystopian. It's just it, like get, really horrendous to you think mean. about it, ain't it? You can imagine almost a queue of kids in a queue with someone standing there with a Huel apron just handing out these bottles going, next. It's, next, it's like Soylent <laughs> Green. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I get what you mean. I get what you mean. But I can see its benefits. I really can. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not against it, but it's just it is really like uncomfortable thought, isn't it? Oh yeah, because you're you're looking at you're you're looking at it in that weird sort of way. Yeah, but know? look at the way the world's going, Tom. We are going into that 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 quite horrible place where the world yeah. is so overpopulated. I mean, How are we going to feed everybody? We're not feeding everybody. We're already failing. But I mean, look at the, the look at the fucking poverty line in this country and the amount of kids who aren't getting fed. I mean, it's already subsidised. Subsidised. Look, I can't pronounce that word. For you know, giving children milk at schools. You know. Yeah, uh, little milk so, cartons. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's in a way, it's not completely unheard of to be trying to give in children nutrient-dense food in liquid form, in a way, I suppose. So, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to, you know, throw my lot in with the Huel Overlords eventually. The Huel Overlords. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> where we're all just... It's like the Matrix, where everyone's just hooked up to an IV drip with Huel. I'm that definitely going like, to send this to Huel. Should I send this sounds, to Huel and see what they say? Phil, that <laughs> yeah, sounds just, like your paradise, mate. <laughs> The end bit, you know, where we where we weren't like being crazy and weird. Just this end bit. Yeah. I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did that episode of Noco, and I sent it to Noco because they were like, "Yeah, send us the episode. We want to we want to hear it." And then, and then they fucking never, yeah, yeah, then we never heard anything back, probably yeah. because we said some questionable things. This, this could be the same thing that Hill yeah, might be like, "Oh, they make some good points." And then Tom says Hill Overlords, and they go, "Whoa." <laughs> being hooked Whoa. up by an intravenous drip to Hill. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be hooked up to the hot and savoury one. though. that would fucking burn. No. No, it would, yeah. Yeah. especially the Thai green curry one. Oh, it's got a bit of a kick. Oh, imagine that, yeah. Imagine that it's being tasty, though. up it's, to you. It's tasty. Um, in terms of socioeconomics, this is actually... Re- we could go on for ages to talk about these yeah, mirror replacements because there are yeah. so many applications, again, like negative and positive. Yeah, of course. It's, but again, it's all it's all um, all opinions that spiral out of control, isn't it, you know? There are some really good qualities and there's some really potential bad qualities, like you said. Like, we're setting these kids up to fail instead of educating them. We're just handing them, yeah, go on, kid. Yeah, go on, kid. But at the same time, it's all it's all very well me. It's all very good and well me saying, like, uh, see, I'm actually criticising myself here. It's pretty cool. Um, it's all very well me saying, oh, but shouldn't we be trying to encourage them to eat these uh, fruits and vegetables themselves, these nutritious foods? But what good is that? Is if they don't have access to that stuff in the first place? 
Mm. If their parents are only buying fucking ice creams and pizzas, then what, what, what hope maybe, have they got? Maybe it's one of those things where if the government was to spend money on that kind of incentive, I'd rather them actually spend it on actual whole food instead, so to speak. You look at the look at the the, the cost. Perspective. Yeah. yeah, like I'm gonna buy fruit and veg for these kids. Great, but it's only gonna last three to four days before I'm gonna have to kick yeah. it. Whereas, where I come, whereas these meal replacements last ages. Well, we already yeah. mentioned Marcus Rashford, didn't we? And the government's already kind of shut that down. So yeah, <laughs> no, they went back on it. They, they they are doing it. Oh, are they going back on that? Yeah, they 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 phoned them up and said, yeah, you're right, Marcus. We're gonna fucking do oh. it. Happy days. So we ain't got to start injecting kids with fuel yet. But, but as I said, it'll be interesting to see what they actually do because it, they're obviously going to try and make it as cheap as possible. And the one point I want to make there is we're saying, Tom, you'd rather they spend it on these like, good fruit and veg. But if they're doing that at schools and telling kids this is what they should be eating and they go home and their parents are only buying ice cream and pizza, what what, what hope have they got there? You're, yeah. you're, poten- gonna, you're potentially yeah. causing like this conflict. They'll be yeah. so co- yeah, they'll be so confused like, hang it's on, the school's going to be this and my parents are this. Whereas if you're giving them these these fucking meal replacements it could be it, it, you might as well at this point because if they're at home yeah. they're getting ice cream pizzas you might as well give them as much nutrient dense food yeah, as you can at school it, it's at least it's something yeah yes no I, that's, a, that's a fair point that is a fair point it's a fucking it's a mind fucking this I mean I, Jesus Christ we've gone from strangling cows to you know some kind of helping like kids it's gone from helping to like a some kind of futuristic sci-fi where, as I said, like I said, dystopian sci-fi where children are all now force-fed heel. Fuel drones. Fuel drones. Fuel drones. Yeah. Just fly over the school and just cover the kids in heel. <laughs> just cover them in heel. It's got chemtrails, it's heel trails. <laughs> yeah. That's the real conspiracy. Yeah, yeah so many parents be like, you're not giving to me that, that kid. I'd be so many fucking hints and answers. But it is a very, very difficult subject, you know? So, yeah. yeah. I'd love to hear people's thoughts. If anyone's got any thoughts on this, of what we've discussed there, just get in touch, please. Because I'd, I'd love to hear, because obviously there's only three of us here having this discussion. I'm sure yeah. people have their own opinions. I mean, tell us, tell us what you think. Is, is it ethical to strangle a cow? Oh, for fuck's sake, Tom, stop mentioning the fucking cows. <laughs> is it ethical to, to aerosol spray you? <laughs> but. But if it come at me like it wanted a piece, I'd, oh, I'd probably punch it ah. in the face. Andy, remember what happened on that firing range with those cows? That was self-defence. That was. But they were mechanised wartime cows. Right. Would you feed heel to a cow? Would I feed heel to a cow? Yeah, in self-defence. What do you mean in self-defence? It's not going to kill the cow, is it? <laughs> it might. You don't know yet. Right, Has it been yeah. tested? Have you found a meta-analysis? Have I found one? No, but I can make one up. A meta-analysis of three million cows found that Huel was super effective in growing cows to a abnormal size. Are there, do, you, do you know that cow that's huge or the ball that's huge? Do you know that ball yeah, that's fucking Huel. massive? I've heard it's Huel. I yeah, heard it's that's Huel. what that, happened. That meta-analysis one summed cup, up. It was in... One cup of Huel. Done. One cup of Huel, wow. Yeah. When lockdown ends, we'll do it ourselves. We'll go out with Huel, we'll find a field and uh, yeah, <laughs> off we go. Could you imagine a farmer walking out and there's us trying to feed Huel to a cow? Like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, you've got a depressed cow here. <laughs> We're just trying to cheer him up. On a serious note to finish the episode, though, I think, like, obviously, Andy's had a go. Tom, I honestly recommend give it a try and see what you think, mate. There's a lot of different flavours of it, and it is so convenient for Because I know you're quite busy in the mornings, and honestly, it's so fucking convenient in the morning just to be able to get up, have a cup of coffee. Have it. To be fair, if you want just a bit of a caffeine kick, she will actually do a coffee-flavoured one, which actually has coffee in it. 
so that Ooh, you're actually getting oh, your caffeine in there as well which is which is pretty cool but yeah so it's, it's just it's super convenient for the morning i recommend everyone have a look at that obviously you don't have to specifically choose you that's just a product that i've used and andy's used we thought we'd mention it but there's a lot of different products there's a lot of different companies out there uh, but they are all quite similar i suppose uh, but some will obviously be better than others but i recommend giving it a go maybe not all your meals because as i said i i personally like sitting down and having dinner with you know family time with dinner and having an actual like a whole meal that's just me so I just, I just want to quickly say before you go out and like buy products because a lot of people buy stuff and they don't really know what they're doing like they buy protein and not just think I need to have a shake a day that's what do that's what we do like so really understand your side of like the, the like the nutrition like so you need to understand the baseline of where you're at so you what you kind mean? of yeah like you need to understand where you want to go you want to lose weight you want to put weight on you want to maintain you need to understand of like what you're getting now relatively regularly, you know, where you dip, where you trough. You know what I mean? Because you might have days where you're packing in the protein, you're feeling good, you're packing in the carbs, but you have days where you just don't want to eat, you don't feel good, so it lulls down. So it potentially might be, oh, actually, I could get a, I could get a huel, I could get a protein shake for, to fill my need there or that sort of stuff. So don't just go out and then needlessly buy because we've said give it a try. Definitely look it looking to, and if you want help with understanding about anything like that, we're we're here to happy happy to help of, with what we know. But we're also definitely point you potentially in the right direction with some people that we do know. Yeah, hundred percent. I like that. Um, any any other points, lads, before we wrap up this week's episode? You know, last week I was wearing like a bit of a tinfoil hat. Yes. Yeah. Well, like. Tinfoil hats always tend to be kind of wrapped around the crown. But do you think that shapes and sizes depend on, like, region? Well, what I mean is, like, so you know, like how if I was to wear a tinfoil hat now, it would just be wrapped around my head. But in Mexico, would they wear it like a sombrero? Like a tinfoil that, sombrero? I'll see you like next how... week. <laughs> or in Turkey, you can have, like, a tinfoil fez. <laughs> <laughs> a little piece of string attached to the top, and that, you know, that little tassel you get on a fez, it's like a little rolled up bit of tin foil with little bits of aluminium foil hanging down as the tassels. Okay, Andy, pleasure as always, mate. I'll, uh, I'll speak to you next week. <laughs> See you later, guys. <laughs> as always, thanks for listening. Quite a lot to absorb there, but we do hope it's given you some food for thought in regards to slimming shakes and meal replacements. If you want any more information or advice, then please do get in touch. You can email the podcast directly or you can see our Instagram handles listed down in the show notes below and you can get in touch via there. Remember, if you did enjoy this and you want to hear more, make sure that you are subscribed slash followed to the podcast so that when we do release a new episode, you do get notified. So we will see you next week, same time, same place for a brand new episode. See you soon.